0: This episode of the Blue White Podcast featuring Consul General of Canada, Rana Sarkar, is brought to you by, who else? Royal Thai Garden. Royal Thai Garden of a Beach, your one-stop shop for all your Thai food needs. Go in, mention the Blue White Podcast, and see if they give you a discount. Sometimes they will if economic circumstances are permitting. Uh, Now, we don't know, so don't be an asshole. Uh, That's Royal Thai Garden of a Beach, 96706. We often hear
1: Halloween.
0: Connotation, but is a perfectly good word. It means foreign, introduced to foreign origin or foreign introduction. So in Hawaiian, anyone or anything that is not native to Hawaii is haule. I'm Leilani Poli Ahu, Ahui Ho. Haule, we Haule is a perfectly
1: good word.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Uh, Today, again, this is part of our two-part, episode, our two-part series featuring Consul General uh, of Canada to uh, Northern California and Hawaii. His name is Rana Sarkar. Uh, you heard him last week, and I'm sure you were charmed by him. As we mentioned, that interview was recorded in January uh, and was delayed by the COVID-19 crisis and all the ensuing mayhem from that. Uh, But now we have him in a contemporaneous setting and we would like to talk with him on behalf of you and everybody in Hawaii uh, about Canada's response to the COVID-19 crisis. Consul General Sarkar, welcome back to the show.
1: Great to be here, Ryan, and thanks for for doing this. Apologies about the context, but but it's terrific to be with you and your listeners. Uh,
0: Thank you. Uh, Consul General, would you mind uh, just sort of giving us a a kind of a broad overview of uh, what the COVID situation looks like in Canada and how the government has responded so far.
1: Sure. Um, We, uh, of course, heard about uh, the the, the, the disease quite early on. We've actually, one of our companies, Blue Dot, um, a Canadian company, that's been quite involved in uh, looking at uh, using data analytics to uh, look at these issues has been involved with the World Health Organization and with others um, and, and and also the government of Canada uh, started hearing quite early on uh, about the, the nature of the crisis we of course uh, our, our public health authorities have been through uh, prior crises including SARS which uh, where Canada was actually a, uh, a, a major uh, player in. Um, and of course, uh, uh, what we did was uh, we started monitoring the situation quite early back in uh, December into January. And as the world uh, started to discover the extent of the crisis, uh, the, uh, the virality of this virus, the nature of the virus itself, started to put preparations together. And uh, by, by February um, and into March, we stood up a cabinet-level committee uh, led by our Deputy Prime Minister Christopher Friedland, and uh, and that included our the, the head of our Public Health Authority, uh, Dr. Tam, mm-hmm. and uh, and that uh, that committee, which is composed of uh, cabinet ministers and uh, uh, involved in all the relevant uh, ministries, uh, started to meet and uh, start to put together a fairly comprehensive response. We um uh, like uh, probably like California and some of the 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 West Coast states. Have been fairly good at uh, uh, flattening the curve thus far. I mean, we're not out of the woods yet, uh, but we've had about uh, 52,000 and uh, 56 cases of, as of the 30th of uh, of uh, April, and uh, we've had about 3,000 deaths. And thus far, in the in the in the latest uh, uh, days and weeks, uh, most of those deaths have been focused in uh, care home facilities. Um, and so, community contagion has been thus far, thankfully, very limited um, in most parts of the country. And it's a varying response. We, of course, we're a federal country. We're, you know, from uh, the West Coast and the Prairie Provinces, where there's been a very low prevalence of COVID, uh, to uh, the, the population centers in uh, Ontario and Quebec, where uh, we've seen uh, more significant outbreaks um and so we're we're managing it as a as a a country um both the federal government the prime minister is out every day um uh, out front uh from his home uh talking about the crisis looking uh, at really sharing details about the day-to-days of the uh, of the government's response and also our uh, public health authorities and our deputy prime minister and the ministers are all out front every day uh, talking about the crisis as well, and uh, uh, and uh, what we realized early on as well in the midst of this is that the nature of this public health crisis also needed to be met with a fairly significant economic response, and so that's where uh, you know we've, we we recognized that if people were to shelter in place, um, they needed to be economically taken care of, and uh, we put together a number of policies in that area. Including uh, uh, the Canadian Emergency Response Benefit, which puts about $2,000 a month for the duration of this crisis into the hands of uh, people who are affected by the crisis, which uh, is, uh, is is fairly significant for um, those working in the service sector, as those working in um, areas that are directly impacted. We've also put uh, a 75% salary guarantee um, in for. Uh, uh, for our uh, uh, businesses to make sure that they're um, uh, held up and able to pay workers through the duration of this crisis. And, uh, uh, and we've also uh, have a number of other top-ups and, and benefits to ensure that uh, uh, companies are, are able to manage cash flow, um, including a set of loans and loan guarantees. Um, and so the, the response has been fairly significant thus far
0: must be nice. <laughs> um, you know, as uh, as expected, um, a lot of American conservative media sites are using COVID as an excuse to bash Canada's healthcare system because um, it's, you know, it's universal and free. Um, but the United States has 20 times more COVID cases despite having just 10 times larger of a population. And the uh, ha- U.S. also has 20 times more deaths uh, despite just having 10 times more population. Um how has Canada's healthcare system fared? I mean, it seems like it, it's done exceptionally well. Have, have, there, have, you, have you seen anybody become overrun or, or overloaded like New York's has been or Italy or other countries?
1: no thus far it's been you know that was obviously a very big concern of ours in terms of i mean the idea of flattening the curve of course is to ensure that uh, uh whatever the case is you're not going to stop the disease but whatever the cases are manageable for the public health authorities and uh, and thus far we've had a uh, we were prepared quite early on for uh, uh the high rates of icu usage and uh, and also uh, high rates of uh, ventilator use. Um, but, uh, but thus far, our, our systems have been able to manage fairly well and uh, you know, usage rates are, are in the 30% range versus the, uh, in, in most jurisdictions, versus uh, a sort of a higher rate of use. And uh, so thus far the hospitals have been able to manage uh, fairly well. I mean, that said, there's enormous stresses. On the public health authorities in any jurisdiction dealing with COVID, because you're you're having to you know use and reuse PPE, there's a lot of stress um, on hospital workers, of course, and all, anyone on the front line, and uh, and those differ uh, very much by jurisdiction. So we have parts of the country where COVID is not particularly prevalent, and uh, where the systems are managing uh, amazingly well. And others where there are uh, stresses, but uh, but those stresses are being managed in a, a fairly coordinated fashion.
0: Um, another uh, pretty robust response uh, that Canada has mustered to the COVID crisis is the stronger stronger together tous ensemble uh, TV special featuring Drake, Justin Bieber, and uh, bare naked ladies. Did you watch that on Sunday? I'm glad you
1: caught that. I'm glad you caught that. I, I I've been looking for that. I just got. Uh, a number of the uh, the clips that uh, came out of that, but uh, and I, 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 you know, I'll, don't hold myself responsible at all for any of that. But, uh, <laughs> um, but you know, listen, you know, more, the more Bieber, the better. That's you know, I, just a rule of life.
0: Can I can I go on record and, and say and have you say that uh, Consul General Rana Sarkar is a believer?
1: I, I'm. I'm a. I, listen, that guy. You know, <laughs> it, he revolutionized music. He was the first big YouTube discovery. That's true. And uh, uh, you know, and, and and can play instruments, write music. You know, and for whatever your views on you know how he manages himself or whatever, I mean, that guy is a talented
0: guy. I agreed. Agreed. Um, Rana, what does a what does a reopening plan look like for Canada? Is there one in place? Is, there, are, is that a discussion that, that y'all are having at this point? Because, you know, the United States, oh, absolutely. that's all
1: the rage. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, as, you know, as we go through the phase of this crisis, I think that the first phases were, of course, you know, the emergency response, making sure we we're prepared, making sure our hospital systems weren't overwhelmed and uh, ensuring that social distancing, you know, was in place. And now as we go forward, I mean, I think that there's, you know, we're, as, as I mentioned, we're federal. So, uh, the provinces have the rights, as the states do, to uh, make the decisions on all the reopenings. And so, but we're working at a federal level very closely, uh, on a daily basis with the provinces to look at their plans and to uh, determine what the right uh, times for reopening. And of course, that's going to be guided by you know the public health capacity, the capacity of hospitals, the testing capacity, um, the ability of um, uh uh, of of the rest of uh, the support services to be able to uh to make sure that there aren't any uh, sites of real reinfection that take place um so a lot of those systems are being put in place right now and of course we've got parts of the country as i mentioned that are you know where the the rates are quite low and uh you know of new brunswick for instance saskatchewan where there have been you know very few cases of covid um not to say that we uh, can completely, you know, turn them on on a dime. Um, but uh, I, I suspect, you know, going forward in the, in the next few weeks, we'll be hearing a lot more about uh, phased reopenings. Uh, a number of the provinces have come forward already with a, a set of plans about phased reopenings in terms of what sorts of services go first and, uh, you know, and what are later services. We're probably not going to likely see big sports events or concerts for quite a while. Sorry, believer fans, but uh, we are likely to see, you know, essential plus services uh, go into into place fairly quickly, um, probably in the uh, in 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 with by by June certainly, and uh, and and likely before that in certain provinces.
0: All right. So a question that uh, that Josh wanted me to ask. Uh, and he's sorry, he couldn't make it himself. Um, you know, we've got an election coming up in the United States this November. Um, assuming things don't go our way, uh, how soon can we immigrate to Canada? <laughs>
1: well, uh, put your applications in, uh, in, in when you can. Uh, but uh, but one thing I will add, though, is that uh, one of the, the, the challenging uh, things that we had to do in the context of this was that we um, uh, had to put uh, close the U.S. border for the first time yep. ever. And uh, and that was a, a decision that was uh, made a mutual decision with uh, the U.S. federal government.
0: Well, we're crazy about closing our borders. And
1: yeah. And uh, but, you know, essential traffic still gets over. We're you know still conducting trade. It's just uh, uh, tourism and uh, and personal visits that are, are being suspended at this this time. And uh, and that's a challenge that's a, you know, that we're having to, to rethink, you know, how uh, we've taken open borders for granted, you know, not just in Canada, but, you know, around the world. And uh, and so this is a, a challenge that we're 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 coping with. And uh, uh, they, uh, they they the original agreement to uh, to 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 hold the border was uh, on March 21st for a month and it was renewed. For another month, and uh, and we shall we shall see after that. But uh, we're hoping that uh, we'll be in a position in the not too distant future to be welcoming uh, uh, American and 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 other tourists back to Canada Me and uh, vice versa as well.
0: Well, I uh, consul general, um, we spoke last last time we got together. We, we talked about. Um, about your business career and how you sort of always been on the, the leading edge of, of commerce and, and trade and things like that. Um, how do you see, you know, putting on your, your business hat, what do you see the, the long-term fallout or long-term implications of COVID being for the way that, you know, commerce is done, that trade exists, that people work, things like that?
1: I think that we're Covid is an accelerant, if anything, uh, of uh, a set of trends that we've probably seen for uh, some years now. But this uh, crisis—I guess it takes a crisis to uh, to really make structural change. And uh, to an extent, I mean, the uh, the, the Zoom world—I mean, some people are suffering from Zoom gloom these days. But uh, <laughs> uh, the Zoom the Zoom world is uh, here to stay. And uh, and that's a fundamental shift. And, you know, if you are a as organizations who have uh, probably for the last 20 years plus um, started to uh, experiment with virtualization, started to experiment with work at home, ideas of what you can do, uh, you know, in not in fixed settings has been on the shift for a long time and i think that this crisis has uh, if anything accelerated that trend and so i think that you'll be seeing uh m- many more people working from home it's going to put an extraordinary stress and i, mean, I don't want to understate the extraordinary stresses that this is going to put on society um and individuals going forward and uh, you know right now as we're we're talking there are literally thousands of people like millions of people in uh, very difficult situations and uh, and they're worried for their livelihoods they're worried for what's next and uh, it's I think that the, the 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 government is back in some some respect in the sense that uh, the role of governments to keep your 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 citizens safe and secure in the first instance and I think that that idea of providing a floor for a lot of folks is is going to be, uh, something which is debated and considered in, uh, significantly over the course of the next uh, few years in politics, um, and also I think that you're you're in a situation where uh, a, a lot of businesses that you know had business models that were uh, that are going to have to be rethought, and so we're in the midst of I think a, a, a Generational slash, you know, once in a century reordering of uh, the global economic order.
0: Wow, um, you know, in that answer to the last question, you mentioned uh, government providing safety. You mentioned that uh, crises, you know, leading to structural change, and uh, the Canadian government's actually been, you know, on top of facing COVID. Uh, for those of you who don't know, a few weeks ago, uh, gunmen uh, killed 22 people in the Canadian province of Nova Scotia. Um, and I, I, you know, first on behalf of, you know, Josh and all our listeners and I'll speak for them, that's fine. Uh, I extend our deepest sympathies to the friends and the family and the countrymen of all those people who were lost in that shooting. Um, but also as you mentioned, crises leading to structural change, uh, Allow me to say how excited and encouraged we are by Prime, Minister's Trude- Prime Minister Trudeau's renewed commitment to ban the private ownership of assault weapons and other military-style guns, and that we hope the U.S. will follow suit. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know if that necessarily has a has a um, a logical place to fit in, in the conversation we're having today, but it sort of it, it just kind of conjured that in my mind. So, um, anyways, on on behalf of us, for what it's worth, to to everyone in Canada or. We, are, we extend our deepest sympathies
1: Th- thank you so much i mean it was one of the most difficult days uh, certainly in you know the province of nova scotia's history and canada's history and in, in quite a long time and uh i, I grew up in uh, nova scotia as a child and you know i know how tight-knit those communities are and uh uh, when you have something like that happen it it certainly uh, brings people together and it's uh, more difficult in the time of covid where people can't mourn together sure. uh, but that was a you know an extraordinary event and you know a terrible event and uh, we're 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 all uh, getting over that um, that's it on 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 the guns issue i you know there will be legislation coming forward uh, in this next parliament where uh, the government is committed to uh, a, a tighter ban on uh, assault weapons and uh i you know i expect that uh, you'll you'll see that but uh i you know i think that just makes sense from a variety of perspectives and you know that's the, the position of our government in Canada and uh, uh we have a very different consensus on on uh, on guns in Canada than uh, than exists in the United States i know that and we respect that but uh um but you know that's the that's the path that we're going to pursue
0: that's well, it's again. It's it's incredibly encouraging. Um, back to the to the COVID issue. Uh, whenever we last spoke, you mentioned that you live in San Francisco. Are you sort of sheltering in place there, or are you back in? We Canada? are. Okay. We
1: are. No, we're uh, we're sheltering in place in San Francisco, and you know the. Uh, our our the big dining table that uh, that we used to host uh, fancy dinners and is, is turned into a ping pong table <laughs> and uh, we've uh, a peloton has arrived and oh wow. uh, we've got three boys competitively planking <laughs> and uh, you know doing all so it, it sort of resembles a, a more of a startup than a a consulate consulate residence right now but uh, but we're in good shape
0: that's that's pretty cool um I've uh, I saw. This, uh, I I saw, I don't know who it was, was saying that, you know, in the next 12 months, we're going to have, you know, a a huge jump in births and a huge jump in uh, divorces. And I was talking to my my brother-in-law about that. He's got two little kids. He's like, I'll tell you what. Anyone who has kids right now is not having more kids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's probably right. I mean, they, my, my, uh, my my wife, Reba, who's, who's working very hard right now uh, and on her, you know, work with her startup and also as we, we all manage here, she's, uh, she's of the view that, you know, there's a r- real division in the world right now between people who are managing a COVID with kids and without kids right now. And uh, you're having two very different experiences um but that said what i would say is you know there is also grace in the midst of this like there are moments of joy there's moments of uh of of just you know the discovery that comes with just spending a lot of time together and um and as we unpack covid and you know this experience of sheltering in place it's the first time in human history we've had three quarters of the world essentially you know downing tools and and being at home and uh uh, and that will cause people, you know, any shift like that will give people an opportunity to rethink a lot of fundamental things in their lives and what they're doing and how they're spending their time. And I think that that's a it's it's, we'll see a lot of very interesting things come out of this. And my, my personal view is that the last three weeks of this crisis where, you know, we can see a reopening coming. People will use this time extremely effectively because it takes time, kind of like you're going on a holiday. If you go on a holiday, it takes you three, four days to find out where the restaurant is and all of that. And, you know, by the you only really start to relax and start to get into pattern, you know, after you've been there for a while. And I think that removing all of the kind of distraction, removing all of the frictional tensions around moving and, you know, uh, getting dressed and going to work and having lots of meetings and moving around. Um, I think people are are going back to fundamental work and they're discovering new things about themselves and uh, maybe working on projects they wouldn't have worked on had this not happened and my sense is that a decade from now we'll look at a lot of new companies new art new discovery and trace the origins back to this period where people actually had some time to focus and uh, got into a really creative zone and so and you know I, I say that you know, Recognizing that that uh, a lot of people out there are also, at the same time, worried about their livelihoods and uh, uh, and you know what they will do next and how they're going to pay their bills and uh...
0: it's a really weird dichotomy you know where uh, you have this basically forced vacation uh, that y- where you get to kind of not necessarily do whatever you want but to an extent do whatever you want and get to you know really live at home. All day long, um, but you know, so many of us are worried. You know, how am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to pay rent? So this thing that should be, to an extent, I, I I shouldn't say should be, but it could be, to an extent, relaxing is you know, at once, like you said, it, a moment of self discovery and also a moment of profound anxiety. You know, about about the future and and how things are going to going to change and what that new normal is going to look like.
1: Yeah, I, you know, the new abnormal, as they say. But um, uh, I, I, I honestly think that, you know, there will be good that um, comes out of the thinking that people do in the midst of that. Uh, and I say that without, you know, diminishing any of the, the hardships and the, the concerns that people really have in the midst of this. And so um, I, you know, I, I look, I, I think that we're uh, this is a unique moment in history and we're we're at that fulcrum of, you know, about to invent very new things, patterns of work, patterns mm. of how we organize our societies. Um, and it's a real opportunity to start with a fresh page and start thinking anew. And I think that's where the exciting part is. And. Um, the other thing that I would say about the, the, the values around this is that uh, people are really coming together and, um, and it's not just the, you know, at the, at the ship change, the banging the pops and pans, which is terrific, but, uh, but I think that people are, are really rediscovering what community is for and, uh, you know, how they can reconnect in different ways and, you know, Zoom is only one of them and there's huge limits to that. Um, but uh, I, you know, honestly, I think that I had great conversations with um, uh, many government officials in, in Hawaii, and, and I understand, you know, the efforts that the government's putting in place there, and to working with business, working with the community, to uh, to to rethink and to, first of all to take care of the citizens right now, but also to to rethink, you know, uh, what what comes next, and you know, will the tourism industry return? In the same way, or you know, will there be shifts in terms of the demand pattern for that? And how, you know, what's what sorts of things should Hawai'i aspire to next? And and how that aloha spirit can you know inform that? And I think that these are really interesting and very fundamental conversations that the community is uh, is engaged in right now.
0: Well, uh, we talked about you know people spending their time and how they're spending their time in in shelter and they're in the shelter in place, the quarantine. Uh, how have you been spending your time?
1: I I quite frankly I've been really busy. I mean it's and part of this is the you know, the the demands that your day job doesn't end and I think that you know the consular work that we do on behalf of Canadians, uh, both in here in Northern California and Hawaii, and that's also picked up because it's as I said the first time the borders have been closed, and uh, so there's lots of uh, concern about the border. Sure. Uh, we're we're working quite closely with the governments um, locally just to you know keep informed, keep them informed what we're up to, encouraging collaboration uh both on the research side with companies sourcing ppe uh working a number of our companies are also working on the uh on on the health side in terms of therapeutics and uh and also the vaccine development and so there's lots of collaboration and close working and new patterns that are emerging and sort of putting people together to uh come up with new ideas and uh and that said i mean the, the Business is still uh, happening as well. People are, are you know, both worried about supply chains that are that exist, but also you know, thinking about new opportunities. Lots of interest in you know Canada in that context, and uh, so we are uh, at work. We're we're as busy, um, if not more, uh, than we we ever have been, and and it's also managing your teams as well, and you know, keeping making sure everyone's okay and and safe at home and. Uh, and managing through the stresses that we're all we're all going through right now, and uh, so those have been those have been big pieces. And you know, and I personally have been quite uh, you know engaged with uh, talking to folks back in Canada in terms of our response and you know how we go forward and uh, and lots of uh, lots of outreach. So it's been uh, it's been it's been busy. And you know, after you exa- exhaust you have the Tiger King and uh, a couple <laughs> of you know the the Netflix uh, binge watching. Um, and, you know, the books that you know you should have read at some stage, but, you know, <laughs> sitting there and, and start working your way through, you also have some, you know, opportunities for just connecting with the family and, uh, you know, having some fun as well.
0: Well, I, I mean, that, you know, I, I know I'm, I'm running short on time here, but I've, I've got to ask do you think Joe Exotic did it? I don't know. Like it's
1: a, you know, it's a it's a huge debate in our household and uh, we come out on both sides on that one. Am
0: I, I, but am, am uh I, th- I I
1: think that the issue with him is, you know, it's it's about the spectacle. He is the perfect character for the age. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and he's just very watchable. And uh and so it almost encapsulates where the culture is at the moment.
0: They couldn't have released it at a better time. Um well, all right, so final question. You know that we're big on hypotheticals. Last time we, we talked about your, your one book, one album, one movie. Um, imagine tomorrow, quarantine's magically over, COVID's gone. Uh, what's the first thing you're doing?
1: I am... Uh... Going and uh, I'm going into a, a coffee shop because it's something that I realize that you know I've 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 kind of missed and uh, uh, just going do my walk and walking into a coffee shop and you know saying hi to the folks that work there and I am you know sitting down and um, ordering a tea.
0: That sounds good. That sounds. That sounds. It's, it's a pleasant. terribly boring
1: answer, I know, but no, you know, it's I... like it's 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 in the boring where. <laughs> You know, you get the grace.
0: I honestly, I had that same thought yesterday. I was like, "Gosh, I would kill to just go sit in a coffee shop for a bit and just like be around people, but not necessarily around people." If that makes sense, uh, it sounds great. Um, well, Consul General Sarkar, thank you so much for your time. Uh, best of luck as you know you're, you're adapting to uh, the challenges posed by COVID. Uh, best of luck to your team, your family. Hope you all stay safe, and uh, thanks for letting us know that there's at least one sane country on on this continent. To you and your listeners as well. Stay well. All right. Thanks, Rana.